will, um, I guess, uh, get a visit from um, two former council members. <laughs> As I consider uh, who is in front of me, Bill Schneck is with us. He's a member. Uh, good morning, sir. You're a member of the Autumn Fest Steering Committee still? Yes, sir. You're staying on the committee? Yes, sir. Okay. Are you running for city council in two years from now? Uh, I'm looking for a... Yes, I am. I'm running with Dan. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> We're already off to a good start on the Upfront program. But um, talking about politics, uh, Bill, is not the reason you're here. You're going to do the last drawing and the thank yous for the Autumn Fest calendar, so we're going to give it to you right now. Bill yes, Schneck. Sir. Yes, sir. Well, today is November 30th, and man, did November go by quick. And uh, uh, today, um, I've picked the winner. Her name is Joan Luce. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's L-O-O-S, and she is from Cranston, Rhode Island. Got her address and her phone number. So today, uh, Joan Luce is our winner, and she's got the, quite a nice uh, winnings today. She's got the executive auto wash, uh, which you know has been given out every day this month. And thank you to Russ Pickard, the owner of Executive Car Wash on Pond Street. That's uh, a two hundred and thirty-four dollar value. She also today has a three hundred dollar gift card from Family Discount Furniture. So thanks to the guys down at Family Discount Furniture. They've been doing this every year now. And she's got a $25 gift card from the Lodge Pub and Eatery. And thank you, Dave LaHousse. So she's got her total values today uh, is $559. Um, so very good day. And this wraps up our annual Autumn Fest uh, calendar raffle. And just thank you again, Roger, <clears throat> and WNRI Radio for, you know, every, every, you know, Monday through Friday at this time, uh, picking the calendars. When when I'm around, I can do it. And, uh, you know, selling calendars here and always uh, being a good supporter. So thank you very much. And uh, I will be uh, reaching out to Joan shortly. And uh, let's say there's 30 days. I think we've had 20 winners from maybe 18 or 19 winners from Moonsocket. We've had two from Blackstone. We've had five from... Cumberland. We've had one from Worcester, Mass. We've had one from Warwick. And now we have one from Cranston, Rhode Island. So that's uh, quite the spread. And one from Burrowville. Yesterday was from Burrowville. So anyway, that wraps up the calendar for this year. Thank you all very much for supporting the calendar. All proceeds uh, you know, go right to uh, Autumn Fest. And uh, this, this calendar you know, could have paid for fireworks uh, Sunday night or helps you know, paying for the bands that play live on stage or, you know, police and fire detail mm -hmm. uh, for the weekend. So uh, thank you to all the sponsors. Um, we know, you know, a lot of them. We have some new ones this year, and hopefully next year will be even a, a better calendar than this year. So thank you all, and uh, thanks a lot, Roger. And for the listeners, I uh, just want to wish you and your families a very Merry Christmas and uh, be safe, and uh, see you soon. Thank you, Bill Schneck. Appreciate it. And we'll uh, talk with uh, Mayor Gendron and his uh, final appearance uh, here as mayor. And uh, we'll uh, chat with him about uh, what he's observed at City Hall. All right, that's coming up in just a few moments. All right, Gray Tree Boutique is located in Cumberland, and it's your home for the holidays. Uh, you know, it's a place, it's a feeling, and no matter where your loved ones are this holiday season, give them a gift that brings them home from Gray Tree Boutique at 1725 Menden Road. What do we do there? Well, we're unique, I'll tell you. We carry an array of clothing and jewelry and home decor and lingerie and teas and beauty products and so much more. I mean, it's like a spoke on the wheel. It goes in so many different directions. For the holidays, how about glazed chestnut candles made right here in Rhode Island or triple-flavored Wax min, uh, melts of uh, cinnamon rolls and apple pie and buttercream cupcake. And uh, they have a beautiful, beautiful aroma. These are beautiful fragrances for your home this season. And there's so much more in our store, including Christmas ornaments and gourmet foods like peppermint bock popcorn. And take a peek at our funky leggings and knitted wares and designs where most products are homemade in the USA 
and Europe. And check out our Facebook page every Thursday night at 6 o'clock for a special of the week. Always something different at a great price. It's Renee, Katie, and Jill at Gray Tree Boutique, 1725 Minden Road, Cumberland. Come see you soon. And uh, give that gift for the holidays. If you have a question as to what we might carry or whatever you want, 333-3700 is the number. 333-3700. And thank you for your support on Black Friday. And thank you for your support on Small Business Saturday, last Saturday. All right. Next is the Super Duper uh, Food Truck. Super Duper Food Truck and Catering offer a super duper menu of tantalizing and freshly prepared meals with way generous portions. Try our Hulk Steak Nachos topped with beef chili, cheese, lean steak, pico de gallo, and sour cream. Enjoy our combo tomato basil soup with Texas Toast Grilled Cheese. Husband and wife team, David and Brenda, prepare homemade recipes with local produce and meats. Great for football parties, company events, and holiday get-togethers. Call today and schedule a delivery. Call 401-663-7309. And we want to remind you the super-duper truck is all over the area. We go from here to there and everywhere else. And uh, today the super-duper truck is going to be located in Attleboro at a place called Cuddy Court. Now, what is Cuddy Court in Attleboro? Well, we have the St. Anne's um, Arts and Cultural Center here in Woonsocket, and that's an inside venue. In Attleboro, they used uh, some of their uh, op- their American Amer- Rescue Funds to build something called Cuddy Court. It's an outdoor arts and cultural center where they can have events. And today they're having a holiday bazaar at Cuddy Court in Attleboro between 5 and 8 tonight. And guess who's going to be there? The Super Duper Food Truck. And catering truck from Woonsocket will be there. So stop by and um, try some of the delicious assortments of food tonight in Attleboro, where they're going to be at that uh, at that event. And if you have an upcoming event and you'd like the Super Duper Food Truck to be there, call Dave or Brenda at 401-663-7309. That's 401-663-7309. The Super Duper food truck. Got one more ad here, and then uh, we will chat with uh, Dan. And uh, who's that going to be for? Uh, oh, yeah, I know who it's for. Uh, All Tech Painting in North Attleboro. The name of the business, All Tech Painting. We've been serving the Massachusetts and Rhode Island community with top-notch painting services. We want to be your one-stop shop for interior and exterior painting, plastering, drywall repair, power washing, wood staining, and so much more. And we do all this with the promise of 100% satisfaction using quality materials and the finest product you can be proud of. That's the kind of company we are. Have any questions or want a quote? Call 401-378-7765. All Tech Paint of North Attleboro, ready to serve you at 401-378-7765. Skilled craftsmen, ready to work for you. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. We're back to the Upfront program, and Dan Gendron has uh, joined us. He's the current mayor of the city of Winsocket, but not too much longer. So, uh, so welcome to our program, uh, Dan Gendron. Thank you, Roger. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, this coming Thursday at 3.30 in the afternoon, I bet maybe, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, uh, but I sit on uh, one of the boards here in the city of Woonsocket, not the housing authority, not the zoning board, and, um, and not the planning board. I sit on the... Um, I think I, I got to get it right if I'm the chairman of the board. I sit on the Woonsocket uh, Gaston A. Ayotte uh, Jr. Senior Citizen Center Board of Directors. I think you got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with the board? I, yes, I am. All right. And so we meet once a month, and uh, we post it on the uh, Secretary of State's website, as we're supposed to do. I mean, Linda Place does it. And, uh, and we have our meeting but um, but nobody shows up at the meeting. Uh, this is the shortest meeting uh, of any city agency in the city of Woonsocket. And um, do you exi- can you uh, have executive orders? Uh, yes. As we, 
you know. Do you want, me, but, want me to order them to show up? Well, I, well, you can order people to show up, but this group of people, like uh, Dr. Stewart Get, Get Low, do you know yes, Dr. Yeah, I yeah. do. Right. And a few others. We don't get paid. No. We do this for free. Right. And, like uh, me as mayor right now. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, you're not getting paid? I am not getting paid. Oh. So you're not in a frame of mind to issue an executive order for at least a Christmas party or a stipend or something. Uh, oh, uh, we, we can talk. We can talk. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Anyway, welcome to the program. Uh, and uh, I kind of bring that up as a kind of an umbrella uh, to um, doing the job as, as mayor. So Lisa Boldelli Hunt will be taking it over next week. But um, have you learned that even as the council president of the city of Woonsocket, that when you sat in the mayor's office, there was a whole different perspective of, of city government. So it's a philosophical question to begin with. Uh, how, how did you see it differently than as council president? Because you're looking at the same council docket, the same issues, but are they different? Well, it is different because in, in one case, you have uh, the city council, which is the body that authorizes or directs the mayor. And then uh, for me to transition from the, the, the position of um, guiding the mayor, if you will, and uh, authorizing the mayor to do certain things, to then sitting in the seat as mayor... And you're on the other side where I have to look to the council um, for guidance and direction. And, and it's not, obviously, the council's not expected to guide the mayor in day-to-day -day activities. But when there is um, it, issues that the council sees uh, a need to address, then they would pass a resolution or an ordinance and direct the mayor. So it, it has been a change because I, I respect... And see, I think that's one of the things is coming from somebody who was on the city council. Um, I am able to respect both positions. And I clearly understand and respect the the role of the city council. And I value uh, what those seven members do and what they're, what they're tasked to do. And um, I can understand and appreciate that. I can't just act unilaterally and, and do anything I want. Uh, there needs to be constant communication with the city council. And, and one of the other key things, and just to not miss out on the obvious, is I've had uh, discussions with members of the city council. But through all of that, I do understand and appreciate that speaking to one council member is not speaking to the city council. Um, the city council sits as a single body, so you can only get direction, guidance, permission, whatever the, you're looking for. You can only get that when you address the body as a whole. Uh, so there's been a few things, and, and I can just tell you a few. When I had started negotiations with the fire uh, union to hopefully um, get them a contract you know, that their contract is expired. So I was hoping to uh, get us on the way to getting that contract expired, uh, the contract uh, ratified. And I brought the city council in and told them how those negotiations were going. Um, I, we had a discussion about where uh, the fire union was, where the city was. I gave them financial reports to explain in detail what the two, you know, the two different sides were looking at. And with that came some good discussion. Um, one of those discussions was a discussion with Councilman Ward, <clears throat> who said, you know, um, we haven't authorized the mayor to negotiate, and, and there is a state law that requires that the city council authorize the mayor or its designee to negotiate the contract. So I think that I'd like to put that on for the next agenda. I agreed. And I stopped negotiations, and you saw that on the last agenda. So that's one of the things where I, it is different because I, I had to stop. I had to pause, and I had to go get that permission um, or authorization, if you will, from the city council. So, um, yeah, it's been interesting. Um, that's the more philosophical answer. I have a more personal answer for you after. All right. Would that be on the air or off the air? <laughs> <laughs> on the air, and, okay. and, and I, I'll say it right now. I'll just okay. say um, I have 
absolutely enjoyed uh, the City Hall employees, the highway employees that come into City Hall. All the people that I have interacted with have been nothing less than spectacular. Um, I have a much greater appreciation for their work. And I understand, as, as I've said before, what I realize more than anything is that City Hall um, pushes the mayor in the direction that it needs to go. It's, it's not so much that the mayor pushes the, the city employees. Um, what I found is they more often than not know what they're doing. They may have questions and they just need some answers to things. But um, what I learned and what I, I really believe and it's always been my management style is um, let people know what you expect get out of their way and let them do their job. <laughs> and that has really um, worked for me. And I just really have a great appreciation for all the wonderful people at City Hall and, and the city employees in general. So that's, that's more on my, when I said the personal level, it's, that's something that uh, I will take away as a very good experience that will last with me for a long, long time. Dan Gendron is with us, mayor of the city of Woonsocket, at least for a few more days. If you have a, a question for him, it's a telephone talk show, 7690600. Or if you have a comment, uh, up front at WNRI.com. Um, we're going to get back to uh, the city council meeting that's coming up on Monday, right? Uh, yes. There is a council meeting. This is a full-blown Woonsocket City Council meeting. And then we have another one Tuesday uh, at the inauguration. That's an organizational meeting. Correct. So we have two meetings in two days. Correct. So you talked about um, authorizing uh, on the next agenda the mayor to continue to work on the fire contract. Will That's, that be, the agenda comes out tomorrow, right? Yes, it does. So it's going to be there? Oh, yeah. It, it received first passage. It is an ordinance. Uh, it received first passage. And I knew when this process started that it was really uh, putting in the mechanism for the next mayor to to continue the negotiations because um, I knew uh, and, and everyone on the council should know an ordinance takes two passages at regular meetings which was last meeting and the meeting coming up this Monday um, the resolutions then um, the ordinances are then signed by the mayor so even if I signed those ordinances on Tuesday uh, that's my last day in office. So this was never, this ordinance was never really about Dan Gendron. Um, it's more about doing things legally um, and, and giving the authorization to whoever the mayor might be. And it's just, just puts things in, in, uh, in a legal format. Well, since we're talking about uh, the next uh, meeting of the uh, city council, is there anything else on that agenda that... Uh I should be looking for when the uh, when the packet comes out on Thursday afternoon of, of interest. No, I think we've we've got a few things um, that you'll you'll see. Uh, and I'm going to be putting on an appropriation ordinance. Um, Director D'Agostino had requested some uh, some uh, pickup trucks. Uh, to buy three pickup trucks using ARPA funds, and so uh, we'll need an appropriation ordinance uh, for that, which will. Um, we'll put on for Monday. Um, there was a few other things that uh, were minor. Uh, let's face it, the, the council also knows that for the most part, um, three of those councilors that are left will not be on the next council. So the, the you know, Councilman Canoyer, Councilman uh, Gillette, and Councilwoman Sierra um, will not be returning after Tuesday. So I don't think anyone will, was looking to put anything um, earth-shattering on the agenda, but we do want to keep city government running as we've done for the last two months um, as I've been mayor. So expect the, um, the Monday meeting to be quiet and uh, not long? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, I don't think that you'll see a lot of city government um, that's going to be taking place that... Uh, which we're trying to close out this term and, and see what, what you have to, I think you can, you can realize the nuances. In most times, 
you'll have one, maybe two counselors changed out. Uh, with this being a completely different council, it, it was kind of ridiculous to start putting major items on the agenda for passage. Um, but I don't know if people will be putting things on for discussion. And uh, that's why I don't know that it'll be a short meeting. It is three of the counselors' last meeting, so they may be say, putting something on just for discussion purposes. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen the agenda myself yet. So we would expect that uh, James Canoyer and Roger Gillette and maybe Denise Sierra would be saying goodbye. Exactly. And so as mayor, what will you uh, be doing? Uh, will you uh, address uh, the uh, the people in any way, or are you going to do it here, or I don't know exactly uh, how you're going to uh, how you're going to close the door on your political future for the time being here? Yeah, I I do want to um, I do want to have a few words at the council meeting, but um, with the invitation that you provided me for today, I I would like to uh, close out today's session with a uh, a few heartfelt words. Are you going to do that now or toward the end of the no, program? No, towards the end of the show. Okay, thank you. We'll keep people in suspense. That'll, okay, keep, them, yeah, that'll right. keep them listening. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, holding, they're, oh, they're desperate to hear that. Holding, <laughs> holding on to the audience is, uh, is very important when you're in my business. Stay tuned. All right. Good morning, Roger and Dan, says uh, Sandra LaFrance, who <laughs> writes us a little missive. Uh, Daily, a big thank you for your dedicated service to our city for many years. I don't know what your future plans are, but if you decide to run again, you have my vote. Final words wishing you and uh, Anne Marie and Victoria and all your family members a blessed Christmas and a happy and healthy New Year, writes Sandra. Well, thank you, Sandra. I always appreciate your kind words. Would you kindly put on the earphones here in uh, the studio? Is this my pair? Uh, well, um, if you can hear my voice okay. in it, then I will say yes. This is Roger speaking. Can yes, you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. We'll press the button, and if uh, you have something you'd like to say to Dan, you're welcome to say it right now, as long as it's nice and not not nice. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm never nice. You know that. Okay. Um, just uh, number one, and this this has actually neither neither comment has to do with the present mayor Gendron. The first one, I would like to go back to Mr. Ward a long time ago. Um, I saw an article that I had kept and just recently threw away, where it, while he was on the school committee, he. Um, railed, and I agree with him, against something he referred to as edu-babble. Well, there's a lot of that that goes on, and when, when people were referring to opera funds, opera fun, I thought I had missed uh, La Traviata or something. I didn't know what the heck that was. I think a, a, a common word to use, uh, these are COVID funds, are they not? Yes, they're 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 the the result of the COVID. Yes. Yes, they were money. That, these were funds given to us to fight COVID in some way or other, and there are millions, millions of dollars of that left floating around all over the country. Am I right? Yes. Okay. So, in, to be transparent, and this is not with you, Mister Gendron. Okay. This is in general with political people to be transparent that you really should say the rest of the the covid funds that are that are around instead of opera which nobody understand well i'm sure people in the know understand acronyms but a lot of the general public don't my second comment and again has nothing to do with your um, your administration or the incoming uh, resumption of the Baldelli Hunt administration. But recently, some friends were down at the Board of Canvases, and there are thousands of ballots stacked up in the back room there. And <clears throat> I remember that we were told what they were and why they were there. But for the life of me, I can't remember. But are you aware of that, um, Mr. Gendron? I, I am not. I, okay. I, this well, is the first I hear walk, of that. Yes. Take a walk down. Listen, 
the guy you've got there and, and the clerk that's in there, they are nothing but cordial. Yes. Nothing but helpful. So I, I want to make that clear. But in the back, kind of so a you're going to look into that, uh, Dan? I, I yeah. So you're going to look into that. Um, thank you. Bye. Okay, okay. thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. All right, uh, something uh, that uh, you might want to look into, um, and I, and she explained where they are, and uh, so you're going to check into it. I will. More in a moment. At Brothers Disposal, you get unmatched services and superior customer support. They offer daily, weekly, or monthly trash pickups for commercial and residential customers. With years of experience, count on Brothers Disposal to provide you with the services that you need. They offer free estimates, too. Other services include roll-off containers. They offer weekly pickups for those customers with those big projects coming up. When you're in need of demolition or excavation work, there's only one place to call. Brothers Disposal. Bobcat services available too. Call their family-owned Cumberland-based business today. 401-688-0517 for affordable rates. They're the ones you trust. 401-688-0517. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expansive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak, filet mignon, or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner all char broiled to your taste perfection and we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials kitchen open friday and saturday till midnight restaurant open seven days a week it's time to make it a grumpy's experience today grumpy's here in uh, south bellingham and i have the menu i don't know uh, what to uh, recommend except i kind of recommend uh, the uh, the sirloin steak at Grumpy's. I'll tell you why. It's a 12-ouncer. And I've checked around and even at Outback Steakhouse. Now that, you know, they have a a 6-ounce sirloin steak on their menu Outback. It's $23.99. The 10-ounce sirloin at Grumpy's $18.99. And it's a great steak. I've had it a number of times, so I, I can uh, testify to it. But they have pizza at Grumpy's. And they have stir-fries. I love the chicken stir-fry at uh, Grumpy's over a bed of rice. And a lot of Italian dishes. Their eggplant parmesan outstanding. Where Grumpy's in South Bellingham open seven days a week for your uh, dining convenience. And I hope uh, to maybe see you at Grumpy's tonight. Yeah, sure. <laughs> You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Okay. And as uh, I was telling you off break, uh, so uh, the earlier caller talking about some ballots stacked up uh, at the border canvases. You can check that when you get back. And another caller yesterday who said uh, they worked the polls and hadn't got paid yet. So uh, these are uh, mayoral duties. I will check on both. Okay. Another phone call here on the Upfront program. And then we'll go to other matters. Um, hello, what would you like to uh, discuss with uh, Mayor Gendron? Good morning, Roger, and good morning, Mayor Dan. Good morning. Um, I want to say uh, your wife had, uh, I hope, uh, a wonderful birthday yesterday. So She did. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh, you're quite welcome. Um, I'm hearing there's quite a few people that, that I know that work at City Hall. And uh, I heard that Lisa had mentioned, uh, actually I heard, um, that she said there's going to be repercuss- repercussions um, that uh, they're going to encounter uh, when she gets back. And dear God, I hope not, because people talk, with the, I'll know within you know a day or two or three um, if there is. And uh, I would hope not, because they work for the city and not for Lisa, uh, and she has to keep that in mind. Um, and I've heard that since you've been in there, and this is from people again that work there, there's harmony that has not existed in beforehand. So um, I want to say thank you very much for bringing that. And people do enjoy working in the city, and and also, and I've seen policemen go up to you and approach you, and and uh, so I know that for a fact, and it's not hearsay. But I want to say thank you very much for everything you've ever done for the city, and I understand and I know you for the integrity 
uh, in the honesty that you that you uh, project. And uh, I just hope that somebody else that goes into that chair can have the same understanding of what it takes to uh, to run this city and not for personal gain. So I want to say thank you for behalf of our our family and the city that you represent. Well, well, I, I thank you first of all for those those kind words, and um, it's it's nice to hear and. Uh, I do enjoy the, the time I spent in city government, and I appreciate people like you who take the time to say that. Uh, I, too, hope that um, the atmosphere in City Hall uh, does not get, you know, I hope that, that, that there's no retaliation for anything. Um, you, you know, this was an act of the council um, following the charter. I don't believe it was ever a personal thing. And um, I, I hope that your, the rumors that you're hearing of, of any type of retaliation are, are false and unfounded when, uh, when Lisa returns back to City Hall. Uh, that, would, that would disappoint me greatly if I find out that those rumors are true. So with well, you, I hope it's not true. So they were began beforehand. So, um, you know, the statement was uh, be careful. Um, She's going to get back at him. So, well, you're in City Hall, Dan. Have you heard anything like that? Um, it's. I'd rather even let you have. Uh, yeah, I, I it's just. It's not coming from you, so I'd rather not yeah. have you say anything. Okay. Thank you. You know, I, please don't don't. Uh, it's not coming from you, and I, I'd rather leave it at that. This is people that work in there every single day before uh, you appeared in that uh, that office. So, um, I'd rather not, and I don't want to, and I I will know. Uh, within calls, so I would hope not. And I have called and spoke to City Hall at the podium, and you know that. Um, and I've called them out, and I have that right to do that. Um, now, saying that, I've also said, "Be careful what you wish for." So, people that you're listening to this radio station, um, honesty, you're going to see the puppets. Um, and when she bought twenty-three thousand dollars for a vote, you'll understand exactly what we're talking about. Appreciate so, your call. Saying that. Um, Gentlemen, please have a great day. And again, um, Emory, happy birthday. All right. All right. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Thank you. All right. And uh, so there's uh, another caller. So it was inevitable that I'd be asking you this question. So um, uh, I can't ask Denise or Denise Sierra or Roger Gillette. Or I'll have a chance to ask uh, <clears throat> Mr. Kanoya, but what are you going to do in the next two years? You have a, a job at the... Uh, friendly home, so I, I know you're going to be there, and you have a family life, and I know you're going to carry that out, but politically, um, would we expect to see you uh, speak under good and welfare? Would we expect to see you at a council meeting, or are you going to kind of step back, and that doesn't mean you're not going to watch the council meetings, but uh, what's the Dan Gendron plan for the next two years? I like the way you asked the question, Roger. Um, it, it, I, was, I did it just the way you told me to do. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. It's my but, question. No, but seriously, I, I think um, I, I have enjoyed my time in city hall, I, I, in city government. Um, I don't look at this as, you know, I'll never be involved again. Um, it's, it's a month after the election. Uh, so there's, there's mixed feelings, you know, some disappointment and, and such. But I, what I, let me say it this way, Roger. I plan to stay as involved as the public would like me to be involved. Uh, all that uh, a person who wants to be elected, all they can do is their part to put the name on the ballot. They, they put themselves out there. They make the offer for employment, <laughs> to put it in its simplest terms. I, I put my name on the ballot. I've done that many times before, and the first time I ran for city council, I lost. Um, I came in eighth, and I came back two years later. I tried again, and I came in fourth. So I will, I will stay as involved as the public wants me to stay involved. And if that means I feel that there's a benefit to serving the public... To going to speak under good and welfare, I absolutely will do that. I'm comfortable uh, talking to the city council. I have been communicating with every single member of the 
incoming city council. We've had we've had private discussions, so I have no problem reaching out to them or coming to Good and Welfare, um, assuming that it's for the good of the city. And um, this has never been about Dan Gendron being a councilman or being uh, in political office. I've always felt like I had something to offer. I put myself out there. I gave it my all. I, I think anyone who has monitored me has realized that I didn't take this job lightly. Um, and I'm not going to be at the last time I was on the radio with you, Roger, you said, uh, am, you know, am I going to plan to leave and, you know, move? You've, you know, other politicians that have left the city as soon as they were voted out. That's that's not what I'm doing. I I've raised a family here. As you know, my family is mostly located in this area. So, no, I'm not looking to skip town, but um, the the public, the voters, um, felt that they wanted to go a different direction with the current city council. Um, I put my name on the ballot. They chose to go in a different direction, which was, was the the purpose of having an election. And if if they feel like I've served my time and, and they don't want any more from Dan Gendron, then I will um, step back a little bit and let time settle things out. Um, if I have a, a value to bring to the city, I will absolutely stay involved as much as uh, people would like me to. Bless me, Father, for I have sent your penances uh, to serve uh, two years off the council, and then you can come back. Uh, so do you feel that maybe somebody uh, might have voted with that saying, look it, I didn't approve of what the council did, and um, and so therefore, uh, here's the punishment, and then we'll bring you guys back in two years if you run. Well, I think in an even simpler than that, Roger, it was this. Lisa did a great job of creating um, an appearance of being a victim um, and, and was able to portray me and some of my colleagues as villains uh, i don't think that i think that was the re the response to a low voter turnout um they they chose to follow um the the narrative that was set forth by lisa and um and you know what good for her she she had on this radio station she set a goal to uh get all her colleagues in and have a council that she believed would support her, you know, without any question. Um, and she did it. Good and marketing. So, huh? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was good marketing. So, yeah. but I think time will heal some of the wounds. And I think if all I would ever ask is that people look at the facts and realize that the council had not many options. Um, we did what we had to do. Um, I, as I've said many times before, this being mayor has been nothing but a burden for me, a good burden, happy to have done it, but it's not like I, as I said, I, I make no additional money. I've, I've done this um, for the same pay as, a, as the council president so that there was no benefit to me financially. I have continued to have to maintain things at my, my uh, full-time job, and I've been able to balance the responsibilities I have to my family. It's been difficult. It's been enjoyable, and um, I will. I think that that we saw the results of um, a low voter turnout, with as you said, Roger, some very good marketing. All right. Um, now we're going to go to um, talking about city issues, and I'm looking at uh, some of the uh, issues in the city. I'm going to name a few of them, if you don't mind. And um, and tell me how important you think they are to the future city council. Uh, first of all, I'll, I'll mention uh, um, blight reduction. I'll uh, mention um, the uh, public safety complex. I'll mention homelessness. I'll mention affordable housing. I'll mention revaluation. I hope you're taking notes, Dan. Um, now you're going to go through it all for me <laughs> one by one. I'll mention um, 
apartment uh, development, uh, like uh, what happened on North Main Street and also what's going on on Federal Street and Railroad Street, City Parks, uh, Cinegro. Got a pretty long list of issues out there, huh? Yes. Uh, also, um, uh, new schools coming to Winsocket, and a big one may occupy the Barry Field site, too. I mean, that's not a secret out there that uh, Correct. the school department is thinking about that. Which uh, is what it's deeded great. for. Unspent federal funds mm -hmm. from uh, the American Rescue Plan. There are still millions and millions of dollars sitting there. And uh, uh, drugs in Woonsocket. You know, rescue is uh, probably on a call right now, on a drug right. rescue call. And... Um, and not enough employees in the police department in City Hall. All right, so these are, and I, I might have forgotten some, but Mayor-elect Lisa Baldelli-Hunt has a lot of things on her table. I'm sure she's aware of every issue I'm, I've uh, presented. Uh, what do you think, um, what, what ones rise to the top, as they say? So let me let me say that um, you, you had a long list there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a few out and say um, the... The police uh, employment, the low police employment, um, the unhoused residents of the city, Sinegro. I, I think the, the drug um, problem we have, aside from those four, I think everything else has to have moderation. And what I mean by that is you, you mentioned the development on North Main Street of uh, micro lofts. Yeah. And and I think it's it's definitely has value. It has need. But like anything else, we can't fall into that trap like we have done in the past of finding something that works at this magnitude. So we multiply it times 10 thinking that if it works at X, it will work at X times 10. And that's not ever going to be the case. Everything needs to be weighed in moderation. So do we need affordable housing? Um, uh, true affordable housing is, is ownership in housing that people can afford. In moderation, we absolutely need a, affordable housing. Do we need uh, micro lofts to some degree? We do. But what I don't want to see happen is that we find a success story and then we, we put everything into it and think that it's going to be the be-all, end-all. It ends up, we end up with a glut, um, and then we can't fulfill the market. Uh, the, the need isn't there to fulfill what we have marketed. Um, something like the public safety complex, I, I like the idea of um, building a, uh, a unified fire station. I don't know if it's in the best interest to combine police and fire, um, I wouldn't be opposed to a new police station and a new fire station. Uh, one of my visions was that we would have a, a combined or a uh, uh, consolidated fire service facility um, where the, old, the old All Saints Parish is. I think that it lends itself nicely to... Um, to having access on four sides, it's it's encompassed on all sides where you could enter and exit for you know different uses. I think that's a, a good use. Um, I have not hidden the fact that I think uh, Lisa's thoughts of putting a public safety complex on Hamlet Avenue, uh, right across the street from our two middle schools. Uh, anyone who travels by those middle schools in the morning, uh, trying to get to school or get to work when school's going in, or in the afternoon when school is getting out. It's a nightmare. And to inject um, all of our rescue service, our fire service, and our police service into that area, and make, make no mistake, there is only one way in and out of that property, and it is from Hamlet Avenue. Even if you go down uh, uh, Davison, you still can't continue out to Manville Road because it's a one-way street. So, and a bridge, too. Yes. And so any entrance and exit has to come in from Hamlet. And I think it's already a, a really congested area. Um, and, and I think of the safety of our children, that many of them are walking to school, are being dropped off. 
And I just think it's irresponsible and reckless to talk about putting a public safety complex in that area. Um, but I'm not opposed to that concept. We'll let you pick up on a few more items sure. in a second. I just want to do a commercial or two before we end. One is uh, Kathy uh, and Paul over at the uh, Honey Shop on Upper Park Avenue in Woonsocket. Their holiday open house and tasting event is this Sunday, the uh, fourth day of uh, December. And we certainly hope that you'll drop by for the holiday open house and tasting event. When you do, you'll see an amazing assortment of gifts at affordable prices at the Honey Shop. Packed with hostess gifts and teacher's gifts. And gifts you want to give to your favorite talk show host. Handcrafted jewelry. And we also have dips and soup soup mixes. And uh, gift boxes with uh, hot sauces in them and salsas. And barbecue sauces, they have some really hot sauce. Do you like hot food? Or? I do. Yes, you do. Yes. All right. Uh, they, they've got them right there. The, the hot sauces, the fragrance oils, the Himalayan salt lamps, the holiday ornaments, the customized gift baskets and boxes. Stop by today. They're open seven days a week at the Honey Shop, 1300 Park Avenue in Saugat. Have a question? Want to see if something is in stock? 766-1488. One more message, and then uh, we'll get back to uh, the list of uh, things I rattled off for Dan, see what he wants to tackle next. American-made products. That's what we feature at Waltz Clothing. 837 Cumberland Hill Road, Woonsocket. Open Tuesday through Saturday. American-made, we're serious. Boots from Carolina. Thoroughgood. Red Wing and Rocky. All made in the USA. Also, American-made sweatshirts. American-made socks. Full-grain leather belts. Boot laces and leather guards and boot cards. And we carry treads, rubber overboots. American-made. So come on in to the place where the work and finds everything they need. Waltz Clothing, 837 Cumberland Hill Road. Find us on Facebook, or if you have a question, 765-7582. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Well, the clock's on you. We've got about three minutes, so you can either pick up on some of the issues I mentioned, or you can uh, get a little bit uh, philosophical about uh, about things. Uh, it's up to you. You're my guest, and uh, guests uh, have that courtesy. Well, I will. I will end out with this. Then, I two of the things that you said: the police uh, inability to hire or, or fu- fully staff our police department. Uh, that was one of the items that the city council was trying to address when we did the uh, contract this time, and we know that funding and and pay is a definite concern when you're trying to recruit people and also for retention so uh, that was why the city council stepped in and finally um, got a a signed and uh, negotiated contract and uh, and I have seen that that's been fully executed and hopefully you'll start to see some benefits of those additional funds being of of an attractant to new recruits Um, the other thing you mentioned Cinegro. I can remember when I first got on the city council 13 years ago, there was a lot of finger pointing, and it was between the wastewater treatment plant and Cinegro, uh, where the odors were really coming from. And, you know, it was always, we could never resolve anything. Well, I think under the direction of Director D'Agostino, he's done a, a great job with uh, overseeing those departments. And one of the things that I think we're starting to hone in now is to what the actual odor problem is and um, what possibly can be done uh, to try and mitigate some of that smell. And I, I will tell you, I've spoken to many residents that have called my office and been able to t- give them some, some information and uh, a little bit of hope, I, I think, is the best way that we can look at it. I think that we're narrowing down the focus and hopefully uh, the next council will be able to address some of those issues. I, I fully would support them and if, if they need uh, me to be involved in any way on, on a subcommittee or something, I would certainly be willing to, to help out again if, if that's the desire. Um, if you don't mind, I'd just like to close out the last few minutes um, 
of my time on the radio and leading up to my last time, you know, the ending time of my uh, time of public service and as the mayor of the city of Winsocket, I, I just want to say that the results of the election, um, I am disappointed, but I'm not bitter. Um, I, I don't hold um, any anger towards the electorate. I don't, uh, I'm not running away from the city that I love. Uh, I will continue to stay involved at whatever capacity people would like me to stay involved. I still serve on boards in the city and I will continue to do that. And I just think that um, it has been this whole process, the, the seven years on the zoning board, the 13 years on the city council, and most recently my time as mayor of the city of Winsocket has helped me to grow as an individual. And I think that if people look at, you know, in, as history always has a different set of eyes, when you look back, I hope that people will, will one day realize that all that I've ever tried to do is what was best and right for the city. Um, one of the things that I have never said because it's, it's been a, a thorn in my side is I never uh, said that when I talk about the people in City Hall, uh, I don't call, I don't say that that's my administration. Uh, what I like to say is that I am the mayor of the administration that's in City Hall. And I think that is maybe just a philosophical difference, but it is a difference because it shows the respect of the people who really do the work. And I, I have enjoyed my time with every single person in City Hall and in City Government. The employees that work in public works, in the police and fire department, um, the library, everybody has been um, great to work with. And I appreciate everything that everyone has said to me as my, in my time, in my 20 years of public <coughs> service, I remember a lot of those comments and I just want to give a heartfelt thank you to everyone who has interacted with me over these years and I, I hope that people will stay in touch because uh, I value that interaction and I hope it doesn't go away just because I'm no longer an elected official. Dan, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, good health and the best in the future and thank you for being a guest today and so many times uh, airing on WNRI and uh, and bringing in the message of the city of Winsocket in your own way, along with your other colleagues on the city council, along with the mayor, everybody, D'Agostino, whoever shows up here, it's all to uh, let people know what's going on. Thank you again. Thank you, and Merry Christmas to you and Corinne. Bye, thank you. Thank you. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Socket.